0: Welcome everyone to episode 61 of the Get Your Nerd On podcast with your boy P90 the Rapper. That is me. You know the deal. We about to get into some catch up shit and then we are gonna get on to the news because there's some there's a lot of things to talk about today. I say that all the time but there's a lot of things to talk about today. So catching up with me I have been listening to the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl Radio. Uh, one of their new Marvel podcasts you know those, uh, story-driven podcasts that they have, and this one's fucking hilarious. I I really love it. It's, like, a radio show, and it's hosted by Squirrel Girl, and, like, people call in, and things happen, and it seems like at the end of the episodes so far, she ends up going out to do, like, some superhero shit. It's pretty funny. Um, there's three episodes as of today, um, and that shit's just dope it's just really cool so if you like marvel podcasts or if you need something funny to listen to while you're at work i really highly recommend listening to that after you get through my podcast yeah also i will be appearing on the these ninjas podcast uh i'll be on their next episode and it was actually quite fun we talked about my album we talked about some nerd shit for a bit and then uh we talked about a current event, and it's some dope stuff going on there. It was a really cool dynamic being on that show with them. I really enjoyed it. Um, hopefully, I get to go back sometime. But, yeah, I'll let you guys know when that drops. Uh, I post it on Twitter or my Instagram or wherever I post stuff at. So, follow p 90 the rapper on all those. I'll keep you guys updated on that. As well as remember to follow the comic community. Um... Just DM me. Usually I'm posting it every time. But if you want to join the comic community on my Twitter page, yeah you know I mean, just hit me up. Now, continuing our catch up. The new Moon Knight episode, watched it. It was like pretty cool for a non reader. Well, at the time of the show I was a non-reader. It was really cool. It was like, alright, cool, yo, this is some dope shit. Um I mean, the CGI is really funny. Like, I can tell the background is just, like, super fucking unrealistic and fake. Uh, But, hey, it do do be like that. But, um... Like I said, I used to be a non-reader of Moon Knight. But I read a lot of Moon Knight. A lot of Moon Knight. Um... I think we'll get into that a little bit later. But... I read a couple volumes of Moon Knight in like three days, bro. For me, that's a lot because I have a lot of things to do. So I don't know how I managed to read three volumes of Moon Knight. I've also been reading um, Jessica Jones Alias by Bendis. That shit is pretty cool so far. Nothing super crazy has happened yet. I, I haven't gotten to that part, but it's really enjoyable. Writing's really good for Jessica uh i like the the first little job that she did was like really fucking intense so that was really cool i i definitely enjoyed it finished annihilation omnibus this story was really cool it started off cool but i mean like it started off cool but it was somehow slow to me at least but once we got like to the nova stuff that shit was getting intense bro uh, watching him lose everything and have to build his confidence back up to save the universe is really, really dope. The tie actually feel really important because sometimes tie don't feel important whatsoever. But like these tie were important because they ended up meeting each other again. And that was what was cool. It was like, all right, so all these tie-ins happen for them to end up being on the same side for even a split second. Really dope. But back in the main event, Everything just goes like it just goes south. The story does make you care about Super Scroll, which was even more like awesome because I played with him in Marvel vs. Capcom. Never really read a book with Super Scroll in it. Didn't really care for him because I was like, all right, he's a bad guy, but like he's just a cliche bad guy. Dog, Super Scroll is motherfucking fucking beast, boy. Galactus being turned into a weapon for a nihilist so he could destroy everything was fucking insane, bro. That story absolutely recommend read it's my top 25 at this point bro it's my top 25 at this point i never expected galactus to be used in such such a way man when i tell you that shit was crazy bro it was crazy and then the return of the world devourer hits really really hard like it was cool leading up to the finale this is one of the greatest Marvel events I've read so far. Like, I, I really enjoy that. Um, I give it a 9 out of 10. I really do. Let's see what else. Uh, what have I been doing? I've been reading Something is Killing the Children. I've read three volumes of that book. Oh, that's probably the best thing that James has written. Because as some of you may know or may not know, I'm not a, I'm, I haven't really liked most of the stuff that I read by James Tinian. Um The Nice House on the Lake was interesting, but now I'm kind of bored of it. And then we have The Detective Run that he written that he wrote was really really good cuz I love Batwoman and there were some really cool stories in there. And then he wrote for Batman and that one was like it was all good until the punchline origin came out and then everything after that then I I was just like, eh. I act like that origin doesn't exist. And then I'm a Punchline fan. And then Punchline and Batman were the only things keeping me interested in that book. I like the Joker. The idea of what the Joker did was was really insane and cool. But I just wasn't enjoying the book low-key. Like, I, I was it's, it's It's another book. It's another good book. I guess. But yeah. That is everything that I've been doing that is catching up with me. I rearranged my game room. Actually, I decided to put my game center where the window is because you can't really put bookshelves in front of the window. It's weird, but you can put your TV in front of the window. So I put my TV in front of the window, got a new bookshelf. Um, I put my Batman art book on there. I put my Sandman Director's Cut book on there. I'm going to buy another um, bookshelf because i also bought the wrong size bookshelf like the the shelf sizes they don't fit the omnibus and it's really upsetting like i'm 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 secretly crying inside because of it but uh yeah that that's about it really i don't i think i oh i made like a song about my game room It'll come out eventually, but it's really funny. It's going to be a song about my game room, and it's going to, like, show all the shit in my game room in my comic collection. I just find it funny. It's cool, though. Uh, I got a new pop. I got a Selena Kyle pop. And, yeah. That is it. I'm, I'm looking around my game room, and I'm like, that's it. I guess it's time to get into that game stuff that we uh that we always talk about every week, yeah? Alright, so you guys are gonna go through this one with me, because I just just ran into this article. So, this is an article from Ars Technia. uh, Technica. (laughs) Uh, Written by Sam in the Gaming and Culture section. Square Enix sells all of its Western game studios and their games to Embracer. Okay... That's interesting. On Monday, Japanese game publisher Square Enix confirmed that it was selling all three of its western video game studios along with many significant game series and intellectual properties attached to those studios to European game publisher Embracer. The sale includes game studios Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal. All three had previously been wholly owned by Square Enix, and Embracer will acquire their entire staff combined at roughly 1,100 people along the popular IPs such as Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and Legacy of Kane, and a game publishing catalog of over 50 games for $300 million. Um, not every single IP in the deal has been confirmed so far, however. An announcement from Square Enix indicates its Western operations will continue to publish franchises such as Just Cause, Outriders, and Life is Strange. This, this suggests that Square Enix will retain some of its Western-specific IPs, that its future collaborations with Western game makers will come via publishing deals with outside developers. Um. Alright, that was a little... That that's a little strange. Maybe maybe when I first read it, I interpreted it wrong. And I'm probably still interpreting it wrong. But uh if they sold if they sold their games. Alright, let me read this sentence again out loud. On Monday, Japanese game publisher Square Enix confirmed that it was selling all three of its Western game video game studios. Alright, cool. So if you're selling those game studios, you're giving them up. They're not leasing it out. They're selling them to someone else. Which makes me think, if Square Enix is selling off its Western game studios and giving up some of those games... Are they looking for money? Or did they just not want to deal with those games? And are they looking to get purchased? And I would have thought that keeping those... If you're looking to get purchased by, say, Sony... I would have thought that keeping those would have been very important to that. Unless you're trying to be nice and sell them to a a studio or a publisher that will keep everything third-party so you can turn around and make your usual stuff first party now that make me sad because we just got kingdom hearts on every system but this is just this is just me throwing a theory i just think it's really weird to do such a thing when no one necessarily like in my opinion Avengers is still going strong somehow. Um, Tomb Raider just got announced to be redone. And Tomb Raider games are good games. People like the Tomb Raider games. Maybe they just didn't like one of them, but people like the Tomb Raider games. Um, I don't remember which studio does Life is Strange, but that is a Square game. Oh, that's Deck Nine. Um... I don't know, man. This very, that's very interesting. There's a second half of this article, but we're gonna read it. While console manufacturers Microsoft and Sony have racked up headlines thanks to their own uh, mitigation game maker acquisition over the past few years, Embracer has quietly built its own roster of predominantly European studios over the past decades all right never mind the rest of that is is mid but uh I just I just wonder what's gonna happen the next well after this announcement apparently Eidos Montreal confirmed in an embracer conference call that its next major game would be set in the world of Daves X um the announcement didn't clarify exactly how crystal dynamics recently announced work on microsoft's published perfect dark sequel factor into this deal that is a good question crystal dynamics was helping out with the perfect dark thing so i do wonder how that's going to affect the perfect dark game that we're supposed to be getting you know this is really interesting and it's really scary not scary but it's just like i wonder what's going to happen with all of this like that's that's pretty intense Um, that's, I I don't know, man, but hey, if it's good for gaming, then I'm with it, but I really do wonder what it was, um, um, sorry, (laughs) I wonder the reason why they were doing that. PlayStation is hiring for Acquisitions Manager, so that means they're hiring for someone to help evaluate and make deals when it comes to acquiring new studios, um, teams of sorts, and stuff like that. So it seems like there's an acquisition race going on, and I understand why. Because everything has transferred to uh, streaming, everyone has to be a Netflix gaming service now, it's just the only way to make your money, and the only way to easily do that without having to worry about other things is to own your shit. Because when you use third parties, you gotta make sure they feel comfortable with whatever they're getting out of it, now that their pure sales are going away. Although peer sales are still pretty high, but although peer sales are kind of going away, and now it's uh, streaming, and then this is why they're adding advertisements and stuff like that, which we'll get to later. Uh, I think that's interesting. I wish I had no, uh, I wish I had whatever requirement was there for acquisition um, <laughs> manager. I would totally apply for Xbox's acquisition manager. Shit, that sounds like a lot of fun, but it sounds like it's stressful. But it sounds like fun. We get to go evaluate studios, which ones will be the absolute best for our team and what we're trying to do. What are we missing? What do we need to gain more uh, players on our side when we make these purchases? Yeah, Yeah, that'd be dope. But hey, I think it's good for gaming if they start producing more of these systems. Because if you have an Xbox and if you have a PlayStation you don't have anything to worry about. And if you have a Switch, you also don't have anything to worry about. Because what happens is games may not come out on the Xbox or the PlayStation, but at some point, if they keep acquiring stuff, everything's going to have to come out on one system in Nintendo and PC at some point. And I think Nintendo's cool with that, and I think other people will be cool with that. I mean, you also see Activision Blizzard is going to Microsoft, but Microsoft's keeping Call of Duty... Um, on every platform, which they should because they maximize the money. Like if, if you want to go in the business route, yeah, they should sure do that. But if you want to go in the route of playing hardball, they shouldn't share any of that shit. I understand why they should. And I understand why they shouldn't. Um, as long as Xbox players get some, an added benefit out of it. I think that it doesn't matter which way it goes, but when you do things like this, when you play this game, this game, you gotta play hardball. So you gotta make it real enticing. You don't just buy it and keep it and not do anything else. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing what Sony ends up doing with that position once it gets filled and what Xbox does with their position because they are still hiring for that position other than that um japanese game studios are paying their employees more for a surprising reason all right let's go to the topics that i've written down that was just the stuff that i just just in case. wait so far overwatch 2 only makes the biggest problem with overwatch worse what pve i'm not gonna read that one but um yeah i was just checking to see if there was any other newses, last minute stuff All right, time to go to the stuff that I've actually written down. Let's start with the horrible, okay? 343 and Halo to be exact. The fact that season two is a six month season with no progression system, two maps, late forge and co-op and many more. I have the understanding of both sides, all right? As a big Halo fan, I kind of don't care because I'm happy that games here. I just wanted a progression system. But as a Halo fan who also plays other live service games too, Halo is doing a not great job at keeping us in, um, keeping us in the loop and not information-wise, just in the loop of playing this game. The rank system is weird, still to this day. Um there's not much to go off of. The Battle Passes progression system is kinda trash. Season two starts tomorrow on the third. And I'm a watch. I believe today's the second that I'm recording this. Yes, it is. Oh shit, yes, I'm off. I'm playing the thing all day. Um There's There's just a lot of things that Halo needs to work on. It probably would have been better if there was going to be two seasons of beta. Because season two is basically another beta. But Fortnite did it. Fortnite's been in beta forever. But the difference is Fortnite is brand new. But anyway. Halo is missing a lot of things that it needs right now. And I think that's really, really painful for Halo. I think Halo... uh, If Halo doesn't pick up by Season 3, Season 2, it'll probably gain players and then lose them again once the battle passes over. If Season 3 doesn't fix the progression system, co-op, Add more playlists to give people variety and has a better event schedule. I think Halo's going to take a really horrible dip for a while if if it doesn't kick it up by season three um I could be totally wrong and I'm hoping I'm wrong, but that's what I see. I mean after the people completed the battle pass, a lot of people just didn't come back to Halo. I have a group chat of people who don't really care for playing Halo that much right now, and they're all like big Halo fans, but they're like, I'll just go play 5 or MCC, and I understand it. Um, Hopefully, though, they kick it back up. But the new season will have some new game modes. They have this uh, Last Spartan Standing mode. It's not necessarily a battle royale, but it has elements of one. Which shows that we might get one in the future. But there's a map made for it. Everyone spawns. and Basically you just kill each other until there's only one Spartan left. And you rack up points to get better loadouts I believe it is. So we'll see how that ends up turning out. I'm excited to try it. Um, And if I hate it I'll never try it again. (laughs) Xbox is hosting an event June 12th. And I have a lot of expectations. A lot of them. Okay, so I really expect to see redfall. I expect to see... Alright, so you know what? Let's do this a different way. One moment. Okay, so we're going to do it via this list. We're going we're gonna to talk about it in this, this list that I have. So first we're gonna start with Starfield. That one has a launch date. They haven't said anything about changing that date for November eleventh, 2022. They have been doing a developer diary frequently, so I expect to see them close out with Starfield footage or show it in the middle and close out with something new. But that is what I'm that's my expectation. I expect to see Starfield stuff. Avowed. We don't have a date for that, but I expect them to at least verbally acknowledge that Avowed is still something that's coming. Or once Starfield drops, they start doing Avowed Diaries and start showing us a little bit more about them creating it or them doing stuff, something to tell us that it's still happening. Perfect Dark, I don't believe, is coming out in 2022, especially since they just got um, Crystal Dynamics to end up helping them out with the game and because of this i feel like that's one of the reasons why it's probably been pushed back if anything although we got it announced back in like uh don't want to say 2019 2020 i i want to say 2020 but uh yeah i don't i don't i don't think we're getting this in 2022 i really don't uh, wow, the list that I found was, like, the shittiest list in the world. <laughs> Give me one moment, guys. We are still waiting on Stalker 2. That, that is a thing. Um, So I am wondering what's going to happen with that game. Like I was going to say, Redfall is another game where they haven't said anything about delaying it. It's supposed to be coming out the summer of this year. So unless that game was being worked on ridiculously um while they weren't talking about it either that game's gonna get pushed back or we're gonna see some real good gameplay of that game some very promising gameplay of that game because you don't go this long without saying anything and if they do show us gameplay show us gameplay that doesn't really live up to the hype that we are giving it like us there's fans who are really excited for redfall and we haven't seen shit about it and we gave it so much hype that now it's just like uh should we just kill the hype and just just wait i mean you should always just wait but that, that's the question right now and then we have senuous saga hellblade 2 which we've seen the opening cinematic for, well not the opening cinematic but the cinematic trailer for it then we seen what people thought was cinematic gameplay but the game is more like a movie so it's like you literally play like that and then that was it no updates ever since that last one uh i don't i don't know if we see that this year and if we do see that this year uh it's the end of the year in my opinion i think that it will be the end of the year otherwise I can see it coming out next year and not during peak time. I think it'll come out um, before the summer, before the game hype, probably when it's game slow. It might be one of those games that they use to to release every... Um, I think they want it to release every other quarter. I mean, every other month or every quarter. And if they do... I can see that being one of the games that they'll use to uh, burn 2023 off. That's what I think is going to happen, though. I think this year, they have some games that they're going to drop. They're going to do Starfield. Um, Halo's going to have another update at the end of the year. And I think we'll probably get one or two games, maybe smaller ones, maybe one more big one. And that will carry us until 2023. And I think 2023 we might get something top of the year. We might get something 2 months later, 3 months later, and then they're just going to keep they're going to fucking roll that shit out. That's how I think they're going to try and play that. And if they do play it that way, that'll be great because then all this will be made up for. Assuming Halo 3, I mean Halo 2 uh Halo Infinite season 3 is a banger, all of 2023 will be great for Halo. It's going to do nothing but go up. Um, Then they have all these games that were pushed back that they were working on and stuff. Then maybe end the year off with Perfect Dark. Because I don't think we're getting that this year. I don't see it happening. Uh, At this point, I don't even think it should. Forza Motorsport is most likely going to come out this year. And I'm absolutely fine with that. Forza Motorsport will be a highlight uh, simulated racing game. People will be extremely excited for that. So... Like, they are they have things that they could drop. And then there's Scorn, which is still set to release in October 2022. So, if we do get Scorn this year, um, that's actually going to be very interesting. Because they can really hold back on some of those things. We'll have a horror game this year. We'll have an RPG game this year. We'll have an update to a shooter this year. Um... That's already three different types of games. We'll have a racing game. That's a fourth type of game, and then maybe an action adventure game. We'll see what happens. But they they have some. All I'm saying is, I have expectations. They have de- they definitely have games that they could that they could drop on us. But uh, we haven't heard much about it, and I think they're getting Slime Rancher too as well. And Slime Rancher's a fun little game. I ain't gonna lie. I like Slime Rancher. I gotta play that shit. But, uh... (laughs) There's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arc 2. I don't know if that's an Xbox exclusive. But I know that it is supposed to be coming out. And it was advertised with Xbox. And then there's room for new stuff. There's room for teasers. We still gotta get some news on Fable. Which... Uh, I, I don't think it's gonna come out bad. I think it's gonna need time, because the team doing that is a racing team, and I think they could come up with a sandboxy idea. But I don't know. But they're gonna learn how to, they're gonna have to learn how to execute a lot of that. That's probably the biggest issue for them is learning to execute that and actually let it happen like make something great out of fable when all they do is racing stuff the next star wars last jedi game is gonna be current gen only according to rumors if so that'll be great i wonder but i i just wonder what they're gonna do with that because supposedly we got all this awesome technology and shit so the question is, are they going to try and do something different, or is it just going to be a bunch of graphical upgrades? Um, I just wonder how the game is going to stand out being exclusively for next-gen, current-gen, opposed to being on both sides. That's what I look for when I hear, like, oh, this won't release on both things. Which reminds me, supposedly Motorsport is going to release on both systems. Supposedly, but there will be a big difference in capability on the series system. Um, I mean, I get it, Xbox is trying to keep everyone in the ecosystem, but also there's cloud gaming now, so like they don't have to really worry about if it doesn't, if the the CD version doesn't run well or the download version doesn't run well because they have the cloud that can take a lot of the strength, um, a lot of the, the brunt of it. Yeah. So there was a report seen online in an article by Game Rant that says, despite rumors, even if true, that Kojima Production, uh, that Kojima Productions will be acquired by Sony, Kojima is still working on his deal with Xbox at the time. So if we if we do lose Kojima and he actually does somehow get acquired he's still supposedly working on that xbox thing that he was working on and i can't wait to see what that might be there's a chance that we might see that june 11th who knows i mean from what i heard it was only him using the xbox technology developing on the cloud or something like that but who knows maybe that was just a cover article and we really might be getting a kojima game if so that would be absolutely awesome i can't wait to see what the fuck is gonna happen with that. That would be great. Shout out to Xbox for leading the sales charts last month. That's, that's actually really good. Um, now, does it speak to them selling, being the better system? I don't know, I don't care. It just means that, to me, it means that people either didn't have a choice or people had a choice and they chose Xbox. Either Xbox was always on the shelves and they got an Xbox. All Access was very useful and they got an Xbox. Or people just wanted an Xbox and they got an Xbox. I love that. That's great. That's awesome. That's that's freaking dope. It means more people are able to get systems even if it's just an Xbox. Happy to hear that at all times. I will be getting myself an Xbox Series S soon because I need one for my living room. Because I've been playing on my Xbox One X. No. After playing on my xbox um series x bro i don't ever want to go back to the other xboxes unless i go like to a 360 or an xbox original to play jet set radio future or final fantasy 13 other than that nah son not on my watch Activision Blizzard investors approve the merger with Microsoft, which means we are one step closer to having the Call of Duty makers join the Xbox family. Although they still have a hoop to jump through. But one step closer, one step closer to also possibly getting WoW on Xbox. Ah, 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 you think so? You think so? I don't, I think so. I think so. I'm optimistic we might see WoW on Xbox one day. A nice rumor for you, Star Wars fans, a Mandalorian MMO game is being made over at Xbox, which isn't surprising if it turns out exclusive, seeing as PlayStation 5 is getting a KOTOR remake, which, you know, I wish wasn't exclusive. I know a lot of people are KOTOR fans, and it is what it is, though. But hey, maybe that's going to happen. Maybe we get a MMO, and it's a great MMO, and they get KOTOR remake, and it's a great remake. I'm here for it. It is what it is. That's why you gotta own both systems, even if you're a fan of one. Um, New News states that there will be three playable characters in the Spider-Man game for PlayStation 5, and the third character is rumored to be Symbiote Spider-Man, which would be dope. And there's another rumor that says that they'll be trying to make Symbiotes for almost every... Well, not every costume, but there will be different variations of symbiotes. And I'm excited for that. That would be really cool. But at the same time, I think they should hold off on that depending on what they do in this game. Because if we get a third game with more symbiotes, you know, that'd be fucking fire. Because you don't want to spoil anything. There's Anti-Venom, there's Carnage, there's Toxin, there's Lasher, there's Scream there's like there's a bunch of symbiotes and they're all different as hell and um like you got to be able to translate those abilities into the game so i mean i know they've been working on this game basically since the first one finished but symbiotes are important to me that's one of my favorite aspects of spider-man so i'm very interested to see um what happens with that but yeah uh, that, that's all I really got for that uh, last thing is Modern Warfare 2 Remake is still dropping this year as it was announced on Twitter with no date but they did do a little uh, teaser picture of the MW2 logo loading up and everything and yeah that was just about it also there's a Marvel Captain America Razer Xbox controller and it's on sale right now and it looks super fucking official. And it's a hundred and seventy-nine ninety-nine. Who that's absolutely insane. I still want it, but I'm not gonna get it. But wow. Um. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Let's see, there's not, nope, yep, I'm doing one last check of games, and there's nothing really, Apex Legends, Apex Legends is on season 13, that's crazy, season 13 will be coming out very soon, um, I think it's like seven days away, and okay, yeah, yeah, yeah boom, that, that's it with gaming, so it's time to get on to the next thing that we got, which is movie theaters, will they really die soon? In my opinion, I don't think so. The experience is just way too cool. And, like, some people think that maybe we'll get, like, Oculus movie theaters. And then it's like, nah, it's not going to feel the same. Like, movie theaters have those expensive-ass fucking speakers, big-ass screen. They have a very specific atmosphere that people go to them for. And I think that movie theaters are going to die, like, in the next 15 years. Um... If anything, they'll become less spaced out, like there'll be movie theaters only in very specific areas, maybe like popu- uh, highly populated areas, but I really don't see them shutting down. I'm sure they're expensive to run, but I don't see them shutting down anytime soon. Um, I mean, that's what happens when companies don't want to go, but they, wanna, but they need to let go of some money. They just shut down a bunch of their other shops, sell them off and stuff like that to preserve money. Um, but will they disappear? Nah, I think movie theaters are still here to stay for a longer time. Batwoman officially canceled. I am upset and I'm happy about this, because maybe they can start over and give us the proper Kate Kane story that we deserve to get one that on HBO instead of CW, one that feels like. It was made with 100% care and, like, not, I don't know. It's just, the Netflix Marvel movies are truly what are, like, big inspirations. They are very, they're how to do it right when you do a superhero thing. Like, just, just make the vision and do it. Don't, don't fall into the trap of it's on this channel, so it needs to have these specific elements in it. No. Keep it. How that character should be, how it should be. Like. Ho- hopefully, we get Batwoman back. Hopefully, we do. And I was just starting to like Ryan. Like, they fi- she finally built into the character she was supposed to be, and she actually started to be a suitable stand-in for batwoman until one until kate Kane came back officially but um never happened i'm gonna watch season three when it reaches uh hbo max because again i do enjoy the show so i'm excited to see if season three is any good compared to the end of season two which was good just the end though but as well as that they canceled legends of tomorrow and Flash is already on its way out the door anyway. Like, it literally is this time. So, I mean, Legends deserves a proper ending. That went on because people actually watched it for the comedy and just letting them do what they do. Um, But at the same time, that show was ridiculous at points. But that's what the show is. It was just ridiculous time-traveling, era-traveling activities going on. John Watts leaves director's seat for I was about to say Final Fantasy. Fantastic Four because he wanted to step away from comic book movies for a while, but sees himself possibly returning. Um well, all I say is hopefully they can replace it with someone who is prepared for this vision. Someone who is very, very much ready to give us the fantastic four that we need the family that we're supposed to feel that they are with the struggles and and the relationship and that's that's one of those things where fantastic four i don't read too much of them but i could watch a fantastic four movie and be like yo there's something missing i hope nothing's missing with whoever whichever director they choose to take up the new spot Also, some sad news in a nerd-related culture. A man is dead, rest in peace, and several are injured after police in Kissimmee, Florida, attempted a takedown in a Target parking lot over stolen Pokemon cards and pizza. And the injured were bystanders. And supposedly It's just weird So here's a quote from an article from Vice On Wednesday evening more than a dozen units Allegedly responded to Target and kissing me In response to a suspicious vehicle With covered or unmarked license plates Officers watched two men get out of the car Wearing masks and hoodies First off some people still take COVID seriously I wear a hoodie all year round I just want to point that out. I really do. And entered the store according to the... uh, According to the report written by Deputy Cole Miller. Miller talked to the store's loss prevention supervisor on the phone who told him that the men were leaving the store without paying for pizza and multiple packs of Pokemon cards. While on the phone with me, a Target employee, confirmed... The two suspects exited the store without paying for pizza and multiple packs of Pokemon cards. Target desires alright. The that I'ma stop right there. Um Multiple packs of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I'm not sure how many packs of Yu-Gi-Oh cards they had. Okay. A slice of pizza. Yeah, they they if they could afford to drive there, they could afford to buy them. But that does not result in them needing to be shot at. Like, bro. It's pizza and paper. It's pizza and paper. All I'm saying is. There's many ways to handle situations. Like that. Like that. They didn't even say they were armed. They said there was no suspicion of them being armed or anything like that. No indication of them being armed yet. They still smoked them kids' boots. That's crazy. That's wild. People have been seeing Multiverse of Madness and it's getting a lot of mixed reviews. And I think some of the people who disliked it... Are the people who were expecting a shit ton of cameos, people who were expecting the normal MCU formula, and then the people who uh, disliked it are the ones, I mean who did like it, are the ones who understand what was going on with that show. Uh, i mean that movie i'm just excited to see it i love dr strange stuff it's always really cool seeing his magic happen and shit like that so i'm I'm really really much down for that i need it uh bad bunny is going to star as el muerto a superman a spider-man spin-off villain um hey good for him i don't know who the hell he is i know that he um was in two issues of spider-man I know that those two issues really didn't, didn't do much for that character to be getting a spinoff or its own movie, but hey, hey. Also, Elon Musk officially buys Twitter, guys. Uh, Don't know what the fuck that means yet. Don't know if we'll ever know what that means yet, but hey, he bought it. Maybe free speech will really come. Maybe it won't. Twitter is reportedly working on a vibe check feature. Status updates could appear on tweets on profiles. So basically, it's like the moods from um, Facebook and uh, um, MySpace where you just put a thing, a little, little badge that pops up and it's like, it's a smiley face or whatever, or it's like feeling good or emotional or stuff like that. So yeah, um, it, we're, we're doing a full circle, guys. We're doing a full circle sony's madam web movie gets july 2023 release date, which is interesting i don't know how i feel about that i'm just i just want to see how it comes out i want to see what they use madam web for are they going to connect more spiders live action or or what because like she connects she she kind of does that, you know. She, she's like the middle ground for all the spiders. She's in the middle. She's Madame Uh eh. Spotify opens up video podcasting to everyone in the U.S. and select markets. So, maybe soon, maybe soon, you'll be seeing video of me doing this podcast. Maybe. We'll see what happens. But, uh, I think that's cool. I think that's great. I was actually looking into it not too long ago, because I was going to do my um Get Your Nerd on Daily thing there. But I was like, eh, those things are too short to be on there. But maybe maybe not. Who knows? I'll consider it, though. I definitely will consider it. Okay, um, let's see. So... I read a comic called Nightmare Country, that shit was really good, it was from the Sandman universe, Um, it's about a girl, well it started off about a girl who paints, and she can see, well she has nightmares, and a lot of people have nightmares, and there's this dude in the nightmares who feeds off of the nightmares, and he eats people's eyes, and he also doesn't have eyes, Um, his eyes are mouths. And then there's this other group of people. I think it's uh, Ebony and, and, and Agony, something like that. Let me see if I wrote those the names down. This is just off the top of my head. Um, oh, hey, I have a note for it. So, ahem, we start off with a character named Flynn talking about all the good dreams she remembered and swapping to the bad ones. And then she sees something, but then we shift to, sleep, to a sleeping couple which is Flynn, and a man that she was talking to earlier. But the man, as he's sleeping, he has a horrible nightmare of her melting during intercourse. But this is interrupted by a man with mouths for eyes, and he talks to a man, and he talks to the man, the boy that Flynn was sleeping with. As we can tell, he's seen this man before. Uh, But anyway, we move past that, and the man with the eyes is the Corinthian. A man created by the king of dreams to stalk humanity in their sleep. While Flynn's date was o- When Flynn's date was over, she had someone burst into her room talking about her paintings. And who was it? It was a Corinthian. And he asked her, how'd you paint these? Where'd you, where'd you get this inspiration from? And her paintings are all of a creature. And this creature is the smiling man. After our introduction to the Corinthian and him bursting in there, we are greeted by another scene somewhere of these two people who seem to be butchering a guy for seeing something he shouldn't have seen. And then these two people find out that they have to go to New York. And in New York, they have to go and slaughter someone named Flynn. So I can't wait for issue two to see how that turns out. I'm excited because I like dark stuff like that and this is definitely where I belong. <laughs> Comic wise. Let's see. We also read some X Men stuff. I didn't take notes, but they were really good issues. Um I'm just I just need to know what's gonna happen. Like Maura McTigard came back to life again, so like them killing her and shutting off her mutant gene didn't shut off her mutant gene because it's not the type of mutant gene that's always Active, it only activates when it needs to be used which means they shot her for no fucking reason oh uh, man oh man oh also sinister has a bunch of Murray mctaggart clones that he uses to try and see the future which is also really ridiculous like this man is absolutely insane I I don't know what to say about Sinister. Sinister needs to get punched in the face. Okay? He does. Also, they brought back Omega Red. Omega Red um, got angry, was going to kill Beast, but decides to just walk off for now. They're trying to hope that they can recruit him as an actual X-Men this time. Well, an X-person of some sort. Um, So we'll see how that goes. I'm just waiting for, uh, Legionnaires, I think it is, oh my god, or Legion of X, I'm, I'm just, I need that, I think it was Legionnaires, I'm, I don't remember what the title is, but I need it, it's team with Legion, and some really, really cool fucking people, oh man, I'm so excited for that, let's see, what else, uh, I've been, okay, so I've been reading Alias, it's really cool, I think I said that at the top of the show, um, it's really dope seeing Jessica Jones do detective work. Like, she's a private eye, but it's detective work and it's really fun and I like it and I just love detective stories. That's why I like the Batman movie so fucking much. It's a detective story. That's my bag, bro. I need that. Um Oh, okay. So, I read Moon Knights. I read a bunch of Moon Knight stuff, right? And in the Moon Knight stuff that I read, let's see if I still have those reviews somewhere. But absolutely like that shit was fucking fantastic dog let's see hold up hold up hold up i know i got them somewhere bet no i didn't write the reviews for moon Knight. only one i wrote the movie review for moon night volume two dead will rise by brian wood um oh i only gave it stars i didn't actually write the review all right so anyway fucking it was really cool bro seeing Mr. Knight in action seeing Mr. Knight do like do really cool stuff working with the officers and things like that and then seeing his fucking um his therapist use his crazy against him but then find out that she just really wanted to steal Khonshu for herself like bro that shit was insane I read the first issue of the, uh, of Jeff Lemire's, um, or the first volume of Jeff Lemire's run too, that shit was fucking dope, bro, like, there's, I highly recommend reading, um, reading Moon Knight, bro, like, that shit is just really cool, and, and always, the dude is badass, I can't, sorry, I can't say, god damn it, sorry, (laughs) I can't say, like, There's not enough things that I can say about how awesome that is without taking some time to write it out. And maybe I just might have to do that. But bro, that shit was absolutely fantastic. I loved, I'm happy that I picked it up and started reading it. Um, I'm definitely going to buy more Moon Knight's physical because that shit was great. I gave all those books like four or five stars. They're just absolutely phenomenal. I also read Schism and Schism... X-Men Schism was really, really, really intensely cool. It was a fun read, um, it was a fun read seeing the argument that happens between Scott and Logan, and I, I really like it. I like how the relationship broke a bit there, and how they ended up, how the fallout happened, how... They ended up splitting, and I guess that leads into Wolverine and the X-Men, maybe? Um, it's one of those things where now I want to read more from that era, but it was really cool, like, how they basically were just fighting, like, animals at the end before splitting. It was, like, one last fight, That's which is really cool. I just like how they did that. An emotional battle for mutants from multiple angles. The pacing, the buildup of emotion, and the decisions that were made were, like, well-timed. And the way that they handled it was just interesting. Um, the way that they picked through each mutant in their choice, like, it gave it development, showing you how each mutant was uh, was choosing and why they were choosing, which side they were going to be on at the end of this. I thought it was a wonderful story. I thought it was. And then I read Something is Killing the Children. Whew. dog something is killing the children is really good all right so i read volume one i gave that shit five stars because it was freaking great like it, it it was really really dope i enjoyed every single second that i read of it the freaking books were um the books were uh fuck i'm sorry what am i trying to say The books were brutal, the books were brutal, the books were intense This girl comes to this town, there's monsters in this town She's trying to just kill all these monsters, but everything just keeps escalating And then she ends up involving a couple people in it Because like she ends up having no choice And then her bosses come to try and silence everyone who's seen the monsters Because people started seeing things like just ripping their children in half And and killing people in front of them Bro, if we got an animated of this, I would be super hyped just because that shit is so cool. Like, it would be a bloody greatness. Oh, man. If you like horror, gore, read Something is Killing the Children, I'm going to go buy the other volumes. Once I'm finished, I'm going to do a full run through of it. Loved it. Literally just fucking loved it. It was just really, 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 really great. Really awesome. It is one of the best things that this dude's written. After Detective, uh, yeah, it's After Detective. Detective is the best thing he's written, and then this. All right, guys, that's uh, that's really about it for this episode. Thank you for stopping by. You know the drill. I will see you next time. Think uh, this episode is a day late, but um, it's okay. It's okay. Go play some Halo. Go play some games. Play Lost at random. I just started it. That thing's really cool. Uh read read fucking comics guys read comics thank you have a good one